0: Welcome to our weekly Wednesday shiir and this the Nishmas Ruzal And you both will, of course, to separate Fushlema for Sheir Nekhamah Basalat Sarat Sertal But today, actually, we're celebrating the wedding and the marriage of my uh, son the joy that one has when we learn to do when we learn to participate we learn to apply true joy to an extent though as we all know, we all feel, we all coexist with at the moment, is the black cloud hovering over us that is unfortunately putting a damper on everything. The black cloud in general, at its, great, at its worst, is the fact that Mashiach has yet to come. We have yet to be redeemed out of this horrific, horrific exile. Today, the extra touch that the black cloud has added to us, has given to us, is that of what's going on in the Holy Land of Israel. The hostages of Rahmanul Zan were taken so long ago. Who even knows what's with them today? Men, women and babies, children, little children and <coughs> <coughs> and we eat and we drink and we're merry Ba Hashem we make happy weddings. Yes, we spoke about it. Yes, we said a capital Tilam under the Chuppah, a chapter of Tehillim, that Hashem should save and redeem them. Yes, we tried to whatever we tried to do. A dying label, that moment has yet to come. We have yet to have been graced with that redemption. it's a struggle, that all of us constantly struggle regardless, servitude, being servants, being slaves, to our thoughts, to our actions, to our emotions, And we need to constantly, on a constant basis, strive to overcome this. We think sometimes and we overthink sometimes, then other, other times we underthink. We need to exist, we need to coexist, we need to persevere, but more importantly, we need to know and remember constantly Hashem Echad Echad. Hashem is one, His name is one, His glory is one. We need to be on a constant basis and a vigil. A vigil That everything is from Hashem. And according to the dictate, Ibdu as Hashem simcha, one needs to serve Hashem in joy. Yes, there are medicines that are given. And the expression in American, in English, it's a bitter pill to swallow. What does that mean? Very simply. You're telling me I need to take this medicine. And it's going to help me in the long run. <coughs> it's not going to perform miracle. It's not going to cause immediate relief it'll eventually by taking several doses eventually will heal my ailment the bitter pill to swallow We are in Gullus. We are in exile. And it's a bitter pill to swallow. But it's a pill nonetheless, and something we need to swallow, we need to move on, we need to persevere, we need to forge ahead. We need to be the ones that ultimately are going to come up victorious, are going to be able to say, Zekeli Viamvehu once again, and be able to point with our finger and say, here is our God, and here is whom we want to serve. We all have our different ways of serving Hashem. Some of us are the daveners, the, pr- the one who sit and pray for hours on end. Some of us are the learners, who every given opportunity and moment are sitting with a book of some sort to sit and to learn and to absorb. Some of us are the balai tzedaka those who are sitting and giving charity and helping others on a constant basis we all have our own mission of which we need to be embarking but the worst expression that is used is that ship has sailed. Meaning that it's gone. And one gives up, and one feels the opportunity was lost, and one feels, (laughs) forlorn and forsaken. Hashem has a plan for everyone. we don't understand it we never will there are times we are given a glimpse to understand, to see perhaps I can grasp and real, take, bring into realization what Hashem wanted from me with that particular incident or situation the battle cry of Am Yisrael Chai. Jewish nation lives on. Yes, it does. And yes, it's very, very, very important and powerful and potent. But we cannot point a finger to others and say, Am Yisrael Chai, the Jewish nation lives on and they're going to carry it on for me each and every one of us has our own responsibilities our own part and parcel of that Am Yisrael whether it be tabani maid every night whether it be saying chitas every day and trying to say brachas in the morning and trying to remember to say a bracha before we eat. And to say a bracha after we finish eating. Whether it be lighting Shabbos candles. Whether it be putting on tefillin. Whatever that mitzvah might be that you are dedicating and devoting to. You are doing so to cause Didalayas Barakh is dwelling here on this earth, which is the Taklas Hakavana, which is the ultimate intention of why the world is created and we need to constantly see to it that we are applying ourselves fully in this vein. 11 minutes into this year, I have mentioned this week is Shabbos, Pasha's Tildes. We have now entered into the month of Kislev, as yesterday was Heshchaydish, today is the second day of Kislev, A month of many miracles, Yitzhak Kislev, Hanukkah. Our Pasha Tildes begins with a question. All the commentaries ask, these are the births of Yitzchak, the son of Avram, and Avram gave birth to Yitzchak. You said already, he's Yitzchak ben Avram. Why again say that Avram gave birth to Yitzchak? And Rashi brings an answer, which if you keep your score at home, you might have metziah, Paizain Amir Aleph eighty seventh side one and also brought down in the Medish Tanchumah. Aydeshakos of Akash Yitzh Ben Avram. The fact that the T wrote through this the Pasik wrote Yitzhak the son of Avram was Kaklaimer Avram Hayan is Yitzhakh. He also merits to say that Avram gave birth to Yitzhak. Why? Rashi explains, because there were these clowns of the generation, and they said that it was not Avram that impregnated, impregnated, impreg, made Sarah pregnant. Long word for a short night. But rather Avimelech, because she was there many years with Avram. She lived with him many years and nothing ever happened. She hadn't become pregnant. So, what did Khadij Baruch do? Khadij Baruch made the exact same, he made a clone. Yitzchak was a clone of Avram. He looked exactly like him. And therefore, everyone had, there was clear testimony that it was Avram's child. that's therefore why it says Avraham is Yitzchak according to the explanation the pastor comes to show us a a, a lesson, a lifelong lesson Yitzchak although he was the son of Avraham because they had a tremendous they were look alike so phenomenally so that everyone testified, Avram hailed it as Yitzchak. Another message says a different way of explaining it. Yitzchak nis ater ba Avram, ba Avram nis ater bi Yitzchak. What does it mean to say? The Taylor asking. Yitzchak presented himself as Yitzchak ben Avram. Because that was his glory. The fact that I am Avram's son. Avram proudly said, Yitzchak is my son. The Tera, as we know it, doesn't tell us stories. Everything that's mentioned in the Tata is used to teach us a lesson not just at that time not just for one gener- any, any given generation but rather generation after generation and it's <laughs> a gift that keeps on giving especially the stories that are mentioned here of our forefathers they are not for naught as stories the sages tell us of a similar bottom. <coughs> the acts of our forefathers is a sign for the children so what are we learning from these two explanations of Avram's that Yitzhak looked exactly like Avram's so that nobody should make fun or that they were proud of each other and praised always I was Avram's son and he is my son there is a common denominator as we say both of them are talking about a not natural form in Formed as something that happens, but not according to nature. It's above nature. The birth of Yitzchak was a tremendous miracle. Because according to nature, the nature dictate of Avram's predicament, his age, etc., Sarah herself, being a barren woman beforehand, prior, and at this point in time, it was also of age. It didn't... It didn't float. It wasn't something that was able to be and to be done. According to the nature, tell any doctor this is going to happen, any doctor that it is happening, they'd scoff you, they'd laugh at you and say, you're imagining As again, as the Chazal, if you keep your score on the Yomari Yivam, as Samagdalen Amat Aleph says, tells us very, very eloquently, even the stars above didn't have it written for them to have a child. It says, it went out of it you have to go out of your whole not just nature every spirit that's about you, every spirit above you every spirit that controls you from above not God forbid from God, you're not, not detaching from God but any mazel, of we call them, although a mazel of Israel, or any kind of muzzle that was above, he had to totally, not eradicate Kashal, but he had to leave it, he had to detach himself from it, so that he would be blessed and graced to the child. The mere fact that Avram was able to be proud of his son, Not just a simple thing. Avram <laughs> it says he was one of a kind. He was a Muslim. His midas were totally exemplary, and as we explained, that Avram was so in tune or in, to, tuned in to godliness. That his every action and reaction was that of a godly reaction. And therefore his hand didn't move if that's not what God wanted it to do. Echad <laughs> is one of a kind. How could it possibly be producing somebody greater than him? not only that, it's a next generation. We all know the next generation is not what the generation the old generation was. There's always a step down from one generation to the next. So with what was he so enthralled and so praiseworthy of his son. (coughs) This is therefore the lesson that we need to learn from this story. We don't have to, well, we, we have to live by the dictative nature, but we don't have to let it take us in complete and total control there's no such thing as impossible not only spiritually but even in a physical realm because a Jew is tied and bound totally with God and therefore there's nothing that restrains him nothing, there's no, no holes barred and he can do anything, he can do the most wonderful things physically and spiritually if a Jew awakens up awakens his keiches, his strengths his physical ones and the ones that inner soul that he has in inner neshama and he goes out from the entire mundane basic world all the restraints of the body and the soul the Nevesha Bahamas cannot stop him from doing what the God of wants because he elevates entirely above and beyond what nature is dictating and therefore he too can perform miracles in the spiritual realm and in the physical realm the Avram giving birth, Avram and the Sarah giving birth to a Yitzchak and not just a Yitzchak but it's an Avram 2.0 a better product now (laughs) we see today that technology is constantly coming up with things far surpasses the last generations technology on a constant constant basis the mere the computer as it's known when the computers first came out from the inception of the first computer to the next generation of computer, to the third generation, the fourth generation of computer, was not one tweak, was not one little screw in the back of the of the computer. It was a tremendous, tremendous leap in leaps and bounds. I remember seeing one of these little things in a book. Fellow's buying, it, purchasing a computer. He's standing not not online. He's standing in a store, and he didn't steal it. He didn't discover it. He's ready to pay for it, actually. And before he does, he asks the salesperson, "Tell me the truth. How long will this computer be?" considered a computer and not obsolete. And the salesperson is looking at a watch and saying, you should make it to the parking lot. But by the time you make it to the parking lot, that computer is already going to be obsolete. They will already come out with something bigger and better. So yeah, the generations are producing things that our previous generations never even thought of. Yes, we are moving on and forging ahead in leaps and bounds. Yes, we are finding an existence and a coexistence in a world where we can talk to our friend in the literally other end of the world, face to face, on a handheld device. Kafledik, phenomenal. Bringing the world together, arm in arm, hand in hand. What more? That same technology has created and keeps recreating something like it, something b'chasha, something similar. A button. A button. That one pushes, not a garment, a button. That if one person pushes, they can destroy hundreds of thousands and millions of people with a one button. They can unleash something that's been underground or wherever it might have been until now. they should stay there. How you see it? That same modern technology that's bringing the world together in such a beautiful, beautiful vein is also stepping up its game, shall we say, with modern modern technology that's not necessarily for the best use. Tells us Theta, yes, Miracles happen. Yes, generations get become weaker, shall we say. But the job is still the same. The mission is still the same. The mission statement is still the same. And we need to forge ahead. So that not we say... you see the picture on the wall, that's who my grandfather was. And next to him, Nebuch, that's my father already. Me? <laughs> Leave me out of this. I am no part of this. Those are the y- rally yesterday for Ed apparently 150 family members from this devastation from the kidnapped victims were at this rally they were were brought in by Chabad the night before they went to the oil to Davin and then they were in Washington yesterday what did you hear about the rally? What did the rally cause? What did the rally effect? I can tell you what I heard about the rally. That was a tremendous, tremendous success. Hundreds of people, maybe even thousands, put on film. The Tochnit, the original program, was literally to go down there. They had many, and people davening I don't know if I, I think I saw a picture of them outdoors that is, there was no building, it wasn't a shul they must have taken a cemetery with them and Washington D.C. was saturated with the Kedusha of the words of Tevila that the Eden produced and the people that were not what we call not yet a, non-affiliated Jews, not yet affiliated Jews, were rolling up their sleeves and putting on tefillin, wrapping the tefillin, because this is how it's supposed to be. When Yidin come together, there has to be a teilas, not just for physical not just financial but most importantly spiritual that's exactly what happened hundreds if not thousands of Jews put on film some of whom haven't put on since the Bar Mitzvah some of whom haven't put on yet I'm sure In their lives. This is what was accomplished with this rally yesterday. This spiritual sense of it. Will it accomplish anything with Washington, with the war, with the people coming back and everything else? Who knows? But spiritually, at this moment, we know... That the Baruch Hashem we were, dressed, we were blessed and graced with hundreds and thousands of Yidden putting on to fill, and that's what it's all about. That's where it's all about. That's what's supposed to be happening. Rivka becomes pregnant. Yitzchak's wife, Rivka, becomes pregnant. And the Torah tells us a very interesting thing happens. She's graced with she's not sure what. Because she walks past the shul and the child starts to fight and to kick to go to the shul she walks past one of the opposite a different type of house of worship and it starts kicking and fighting to go there her first reaction Kid is schizo. Kid must be schizophrenic. Where do we go when we have a problem like that? Obviously, they go to doctors and psychiatrists, psychologists. She, Baruch Hashem, chose to do the right thing. And she went to Das Teda. She went to the yeshiva to find out what is going on what is happening with her why is it that the child is so confused And Ghazal tell us they ask at least why did they have this argument? Everyone has their own opinions. What was so shocking that there were two different opinions here? Yaakov wanted Elam Haba and Esav wanted Elam Haza. Yaakov's important mission was the world to come and Esav was what can I get from this world I don't care what carries over to the world to come it's not my problem it's not my issue I'm living with the moment and that's what I want to gain from that's what I want to benefit from that's what I want to have I want to live the, uh, the highest Quality and best possible life. So we see that Yaakov also wanted this world to exist, and Aesop ultimately came to complain about his world to come. So then why? Why would a russia want anything of the world to come? But when we look into this, we have a very interesting question on the whole concept of what happened here. It's the son of Yitzhak Avinu. Yitzchak was totally, totally connected with Akkadish Baruch Hu his entire life. He didn't have the three years of his life to recognize God. He started from the beginning as FFB. And yet, he has a child that in his mother's womb is already being drawn to idol worship. Then he grew up and became a usher, which would be a, a, a question of its own, how did that happen? Because Taylor does give us freedom of choice. You choose which way you want to go. How is it possible that while in the mother's womb, Asa already showed these behaviorals of wanting to be evil and wanting to do wrong. So we must say that his intention here could not have been totally bad. Because it Logic doesn't dictate that this should be that way. That he should be. Why is he gravitating to this? What was his service to Hashem in this vein? The Rambam explains the distance between De Hashem is two types generalization. The Chosid, Chosid HaMeula, one that is a total <coughs> dedicated fellow, and he's Kavish, he conquers his y- Yitzharah. And the other one is, conquers his The first one, only one's good. He's a Chosid HaMeula. Everything he does is on a constant basis involved in spirituality and holiness. Whereas the second one has his Tivus, has his wants and his yearnings for things that are not so good. And what makes him so big, so great, is the fact that he's kervish is he's Still in all, he conquers his Yetzi Yaakov and Esav were created according to nature to take these two paths. Yaakov was Ishtam Yeshvaelim, a complete fellow that sat and studied. He was a Chosidam Whereas the nature of Asaph, Ishid, as he was known, a person that, a hunter, his mission statement was to conquer the Eight Sahara. The fact that he was drawn to these things, uh, idol worship, etc., just put him in a position. <coughs> where he could conquer that urge, conquer that feeling, conquer that emotion. And therefore they both had nakal Lamas. They both wanted both worlds, both Yaakov and Esav. According to the way they created in nature, they both wanted both worlds. But by Yaakov, it was Elam the main thing, the world to come, because he was pure and holy. So therefore it's more befitting the title of Khassid and Ma'ula, Whereas Esau, unfortunately, saw great the great potentials of what can be done in this world. And therefore, unfortunately, he's given that task of being Kevishitzri, conquering the eight Sahara. <coughs> that is far from easy. And the missionary refers to it in Who is a strong person? One who can conquer the Sahara. The difference is in a way of a form of a question which is the main thing? Which world? Both of them wanted to ultimately get both worlds. Elam Hazan and Elam We have an Yaakov. A Jew needs to live a life of Ish Tom yeshiv E'Alem as a mensh a person sitting complete and sitting in the tents of Tera. To learn Tata with Timibas. Not to test and to see how far you can push things. This is the beginning and this is the basis of the service of a Jew. To not question, but just to do. With this, a Jew needs to be also Yidea side. One needs to know how to hunt. To go out into the field, into the world. And make this world Matamim. Sweet things, sweet, delicious delicacies. For Avinu Shubha Father in Heaven. And as one goes out unto the world and embarks on life he makes the continuation of Yeshiv Ealim and protects the Teda to a person that he can be metzliach in this Yitzchak unfortunately becomes blind. Yitzchak and Rivka had different opinions on how to raise their children, obviously. Yitzchak loved Esav and Rivka loved Yaakov. And before passing, Yitzchak wanted to bless Esav. However, Yaakov, with the help of Rivka, stole the blessings, acquired them. He Discovered them. It's a definitely clear thing that Yitzhak recognized the greatness, the essence of Esav and, and that's why he loved them so deeply, loved them so much, and wanted to bless them. The special connection between Yitzhak and Esav. The medash adds. It's also a Gemara Misachem, Vavo Meralev. I keep it scored on. I retract. It's a Gemara Saita, Yidgim Omeralev, 13 side 1. And the Gemara tells us the <speaking in Hebrew> when Esav came to disrupt the burial of Yaakov in Maras Amachpela, it is chushim ben Don as reishay. Chushim, the son of Don, decapitated him. and his head rolled into the cave of Yitzchak and remained there. The hint to this is, Reshe of Asav is Shaykh to be in the tchum of Yitzchak, in the holiness of Kedusha of Yitzchak. Just like Yitzchak had Rahman of the son of Esau, as Nimara again tells us now, Vikim Yitzchak, of an Aleph. But in various places, actually, there's Gemara, also in Brachas for Gimizkaron, Lavan Gimel Lavan Beis also talks about this. Just like Avram had Yishmael, where he had his own shortcoming, shall we say? But Yishmael ultimately did tshuva. Had Esav. Not returning to Chuva in this world, even though Asa was a Sirol Mumr. He was a Jew. The beginning of Amir Aleph talks about this. Yitzchak Kikharad Chazera. Yishmal, not. Aesav never repented, he never did Shuvah. There's still an old Asav, and it remains in the Yerusha of Yitzchak. the Eesav of the Satya gave a Yerusha to Aesav. Whereas Yeshmal, even though that he did Shuvah, he was never given. The Maidservant's children did not inherit. This shows this is a testimony, a lived life testimony on the differences between Yishemol, his essence, what he had within him. He was not a part of Avram. He was a goi. But still in all, he came out from Avram. Whereas Esau, his primus, his essence, was the son of Yitzchak, in the Gerd of Yisrael. Although he was a heretic, and sinned, and never did Shuvah, but his basis, his source, his roots, were bound to Yitzchak, and to all that he stood for. And This is where we see the story of the of the head of Esav, buried with Yitzchak. Esav was not so bad, and Amushkas, his head, which is the root of everything, was in a world of Kedusha, and tied itself and connected itself to the world of Kedusha with Yitzhak. But as long as this head was attached to its body, the body took him down further, deeper and deeper. So although he didn't do tshuva, his roots remained in the world of Kedusha. More so, the roots and source of Esav. Come from a very high part, a very very high place by God, and these holy sparks were hidden in Esav, and therefore revealed as the generations go on. We see Uncles the the Mayor, etc., who were from children of Esav, and they converted. Yitzchak saw in Esav his roots, his marker the spark, these holy sparks, and therefore he loved him and wanted to bless him to bring this out of him so that the world can be a better place for Mashiach would come. Rivka, on the other hand, knew it's not possible. Esav is only good, his head. Once the head is detached from the body, then perhaps there's something to talk about. But as long as that head was attached to that body, he was a mushkos. Whereas Ishmael was considered per adam, only the head of Esau came to rest by Yitzchak. But the rest of him, he was Esau Arasha. With this we see the greatness of Yitzchak to try to save Esau everything that he was about to affect on his generations if asaph who lived before Mount Tera would have taken on the name of Yisrael and be the son of Yitzhak so much more so the son of, ya- of A- Yitzchak, so much more so each and every Jew needs to love and cherish and to look at the Risha the head each and every person's head which is the shadish and the Atmis and to try to reveal the beautiful points of every Jew the way they understand it. Unfortunately we're shortening the year because of lateness of the hour. I have to go to Shoal. Um, we should merit I see the Ta'uldesh children, and the the words of Ta'uldesh should not leave, not diminish from your mouth, our mouths, from our children, from our children's children, they should live on and on in the legacies and the ways of Ta'uldesh that of course would be the easiest and most simple task as Mashiach comes today and redeems us and takes us out of this horrible, horrible golos and yet Hashem the hostages will be returned and yet Hashem the land will be conquered and will once and for all live once again in that whole area, that whole land and all the millions of people that are there considering themselves occupants to find themselves somewhere else to go. Anyway, this very Shabbos, <laughs> Yidashalayim, and I created Shabbat Shalom to all.